Hot Texas Toast is brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury has not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Well, it was one year ago, PK, that the NBA shut down. The Jazz walking off the floor at Oklahoma City. Commissioner, in a uh, story reflecting on this, said he thought they'd be back in about a month. Thought maybe it was a 30-day shutdown. And then... Turned out that wasn't true. They had a bubble in late summer. Everything was done for a while. Question of the day, what do you, what do you remember of it? Scott says, I remember walking into volleyball practice, reading that Rudy had the virus, and suddenly it got very real. I can understand that. It was out there. And you're hearing a little bit about it, but that was the first time there was somebody you knew. Uh, well, yeah, it turned out there was he had no symptoms or anything, so individually for him it wasn't a big deal. Uh, obviously for many, many others it has been and is and all that stuff. And there, would, there was already talk. I mean, we were working for the Miller Group at the time, and they shut down travel. They closed travel uh, earlier in the week because uh, normally I would have been – I was in Vegas, so I was already there uh, for BYU uh, losing to St. Mary's and then the Utes a couple days later lost to uh, Oregon State and then everything was shut down. So I drove home uh, and then uh, as I'm coming home, the, the news of the uh, – the NBA stuff, but a lot of companies before then say like on that Monday, maybe even earlier, but as far as what I was doing for the Monday was uh, where it was, no, you're not going to go to the NCAs because we're shutting down all travel. And so there had already been some stuff that had been out there in terms of restrictions and on shutdowns, whatever you want to call them at that point. And then of course the, the, Walking off the floor in the game was the big, big deal. And and then everybody was uh, somewhat in a panic mode to a degree, one degree or another, uh, for a lot of the unknown. I don't think anybody had any long-lasting ramifications of all those people who were in Oklahoma City, were they? Uh, I don't think so. I think I thought Rudy did have symptoms and Donovan didn't, but I mean, they're still not long-lasting either way. Um, I don't think the other people on the—I don't think anyone else behind the scenes on the trip ended up testing positive. I think it was just those two guys. Um, they had a crazy night finding a hotel, driving around, getting tested, sitting in the arena, not knowing what the heck was going on. So a lot um, of it was I the think, unknown. Yeah, the unknown. That was—I think the unknown was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what does this mean tonight? What does it mean tomorrow? What does it mean in a week? What does it mean in a month? And yeah, and I think that uh, you know the organization had other plans but was dealing with unknowns i don't know that they ever made a decision i think it got made for them at the league level but they had a laker home game coming up and i think it was on the following monday and they were wondering there'd been speculation that the league might uh say you could play but no fans and obviously a laker game is going to be one of the biggest you know when you play the game you want the advantage of having the crowd there and obviously you're going to make a lot of money that night in the arena because the place is going to be packed yeah. And so all of that was like, is that going to happen? Are we going to have this big game? And if so, you know, or a game and no crowd, a game without the event. So there are all those questions floating around. And then that all just became a moot point. 
there'd been a little speculation about how that was going to how that was going to go. Alex says what he remembers is Sam Merrill hitting the shot heard around the world, and then the NCAA tournament was canceled because the conference tournament was a uh, the Aggies were a week early, so yeah. they got theirs in, and then they were well what West Coast conference tournament teams do every year, waiting for the selection show and never got to it. Well, that was even more torture, though, in a sense. Because you knew you were going to go to the NCAA tournament, but you never got that opportunity. And what a shot that Sam Merrill and the old Aggie fans can remember the rest of their lives, and he can remember as his last college shot. Because uh, it was on the Saturday before, and normally it's this week, but they had some stuff going on and at the Thomas and Mac, so they had to move it up a week not knowing when they moved it up a week how that would play to their advantage to actually get it in. So, I mean, they're probably going to go to the tournament either way, but in a sense it was somewhat bittersweet because you make that shot and it's all sorts of celebration and it was great. And I remember watching it. I was in St. George uh, on my way because the Cougars weren't playing until Monday because they got the bye with the revamped West Coast Conference a lot of times they were playing on that Saturday, so I'm usually already in there, but I wasn't. I was at a friend's house who had moved to St. George, and I can remember sitting there, uh, and he wasn't uh, particularly interested, but I said, i got to watch this. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it turned out you really did have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you and yell? So, when you watch games in other people's houses, do you try to tone it down, or do you yell when something happens? Oh, no, I'm never that into it. I don't, know. I, I don't yell very often, but that was more like, ah! No, I, this is a job for me. It's fun. It's all fun. I don't. I just don't get caught up in winning and losing. I may have went, oh, but I mean, yell? No, I wouldn't yell. I can't remember the last time I yelled at anything. I think the uh, last time I yelled was uh, the Devils beat SC on a Hail Mary probably seven, eight years ago or so in the Coliseum, no less. I remember I it. That, yeah, yeah. I think that was uh, that was a that was probably the last time I yelled, and I couldn't remember the time before that. But I'm sure I had some. Wow, I mean that was incredible because he had uh, he's a friend of mine who retired to St. George, and then his uh, daughter with five kids moves from Texas and uh, is living with him, and then he's along with her husband as they try to. Uh, they're getting a house down there, and it's taking some time. And then his other son, uh, there was a divorce situation, and the ex-wife had the kids and moved to St. George from California. So the son moved and is living with them. And twice a week, he gets custody of his two sons. So my friend, in his attempt to retire, has seven kids under 12 living with them for half the week. Spectacular. (laughs) 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 And I think they have uh, three dogs, all told. And so there's all this commotion (laughs) going on. Nothing you associate with retirement. Exactly. Is there some portion of it he's enjoying, or is it just too much chaos and overwhelming? Uh, He's whined to me a little bit, but what what, uh, his salvation is knowing that uh, one, he's got a trailer on the side, so he goes in there sometimes. Okay. And then uh, the daughter and her five kids 
they're progressing towards moving out. Yeah. Because the husband does have a job and all, but I think they're building a house, and I've never built a house. I mean, but apparently their delays. It takes and, way longer and yeah. this and that. So uh, I know last summer he has some wave runners, and we were down there for a weekend, and so we were going to go to the reservoir, and we were going to ride the wave runners. Well, he shows up by himself <laughs> for me and my wife. <laughs> no, man. And I said, well, you didn't. No, they got to this. I said, well, you didn't have to come. Oh, no. This is great. <laughs> he, he needed a little alone time. <laughs> yes. So he just sat on the shoreline. My wife and I tooled around on these wave runners. And uh, and he was in no hurry to leave. And we sat there probably for about four hours because he was alone and he was out of the house. And so we were joking about that. But that's that's where I remember being watching, uh, sitting on their couch. And I was probably the only one paying attention to the game. Uh, but I certainly had it on, and I do remember the shot vi- vividly. And it's only a year ago, so it's still somewhat fresh in my mind. Uh, and then I made my way over to Vegas uh, the next day and uh, then had to come home. And that was kind of eerie being in Vegas because of the unknown uh, on that, too. And and that was, that was somewhat uh, – it was just a strange, strange feeling. And a lot of people from the Pac-12 tournament – there was a, there was a to one degree or another I think the word panic is acceptable. Uh, some may have been more so than others, but I know a lot of folks uh, got out of town, got rented cars, and you know because you didn't know when the, you had your flight and you make your flight for Sunday in case your team goes all the way. Uh, so rather than sit around and you didn't know how to what to experience and also a lot of people got out of town by getting a car because, you know, especially in L.A. and Phoenix, uh, it's not that far, right? You can mm-hmm. make that drive very simply. And uh, for me, now, anytime there's a work event in Vegas, I just drive anyway. So it was no big deal. I had gotten a car. Uh, I rented one from uh, Tim Daly Southtown and took off as I would. And, and so there wasn't a sense of panic for me. But it was what really, really odd. It was an it was an odd feeling. You couldn't put your finger on it, but it was it was odd, and you knew something was up, and you you really had no idea to what extent. Once they decided to, to do away with it, and for me anyway, uh, I would have been coming home because the Utes were lo- their their season was over. So then, so that meant there was no locals available. So there was no point in me staying. I just stay as long as the locals are. So so in that sense, coming home wasn't unusual. But under the circumstances of what was going on, it was weird. And I remember having the radio on, listening to stuff going on about it. Yeah, it was weird the way the conference tournaments all fell like dominoes. You know, everybody making individual decisions at different mm-hmm. times, but aware of what other people were doing. And uh, and obviously they had their own tip times in different time zones to, you know, that were also triggering what was going on. Mm-hmm. And that was weird as everything. The the uh, it was the tour championship just like it is this week, and they they actually played on Thursday, and I don't think the Pac-12 didn't play on Thursday, did they? The, the Utes game I think was a Wednesday game. It was a Wednesday, yes. Yeah, so they got their yes. Wednesday games in. The Rudy Gobert news broke. Right. The NBA shut down, and the, yeah. the Pac-12 didn't play Thursday, but the golf went Thursday, but then it didn't go Friday. So, 
Well, yeah, everybody, you weren't sure what to do on that. Right. And I can recall driving home uh, and the governor's having a press conference and I got it on the radio as I'm driving north. And it's just, it was really, it's just strange because the unknown, just the, how serious is this? Is this overblown? Is it understated? And, you know, blah, 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 whatever your opinion was on that. And I don't, I don't know that I had an opinion because I don't know that. I didn't know. I just yeah, didn't just know. Don't what, have any information. Right? What the what? The, but I remember listening <clears throat> to it, and normally, a political speech or a it's just like the last thing I'm going to listen to because I'm not just I'm not into politics at all, and uh, especially now I've never been not into them more than I am now. But at the time, uh, yeah, I, remember, I I listened to it, and then you know I had a, a a freshman in high school, so that was a direct impact. And a lot of our listeners do, one way or another, have some either grandkids, kids, or whatever, nieces and nephews, and, and that was a big, big deal. My wife's a school teacher. On top of that, so I had a double situation going on, and most of us had to one degree or another on that too. And how was that going to play out? And then obviously, that was crazy. Steve Starks, uh, who is uh, he was the jazz president and then CEO of the Miller Group, and you know now the jazz has been sold and all that. And I wonder if he's listening because at seven twenty nine he just tweeted out a long list of what happened one year ago. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but in case it's not, hey Steve, what's going on? How are you? Yox waving at you, Steve. PK's waving at you too. Uh, he just goes through the whole thing about how Rudy had been sick. And he wasn't getting better, and Dennis Lindsay called called him with an update on that, and uh, so that's right, he was. That's yeah. what, that's what triggered it. Right, exactly. He says he got updates throughout the day from OKC, but lightning struck thirty minutes before tip off when DL called and simply said, "Just got the test. He has the coronavirus." And he called Gail Gail Miller, obviously, to inform her, and then he called Adam Silver, the commissioner. Turned on the game. He wasn't scheduled to play. I turned right. on the game and watched the confusion, knowing what was going on in the background. And for the next several hours, I was on calls with our executive team who set up a command center in Salt Lake to coordinate communication between the governor's office, Dr. Angela Dunn, and the team. So, Yeah, and then right at that point, that's when I first heard about your guy. You heard about your guy? Yeah, the Fouch man. <laughs> you quoted him extensively. He was your guy. Uh, this is a good detail. The team had to find a hotel that would let them stay. You got the coronavirus? Not in our hotel. No thanks. Yeah, the fear of the unknown. That's where Rudy wasn't scheduled to play, right? He wasn't going to play either way. Is that accurate? Because he'd been sick, I think. Right, yeah. Something he woke was up, up with, with like that. cold or flu-like symptoms. And yeah, that's what it was now that I remember, yeah. He did. Donovan was the one who had no symptoms, not Rudy. He did have them, and yeah, he was sick. And Donovan that's what, was asymptomatic. That's what triggered it all. And uh, then everything went the way they went. Now, uh, to one degree or another, it had to be somebody, and it was Rudy, and he took a lot of grief for touching the mics, and obviously he regretted that and all. And I think the New York Times has a big story on Rudy one year later. Uh, on all all the stuff that uh, went around, and everyone's looking for stories. So yeah, it's like uh, this September 11th isn't going to be the 20th anniversary. Yep, ESPN did so, a whole documentary podcast of of March 11th, 2020, with Rudy featured prominently in it. 
Yeah, so media loves to do the anniversaries of whatever. And so I'm sure this September, since it's going to be 20 years, we're going to get uh, all sorts of stuff on that. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in the room. And Rudy touching the mics is that. But, you know, we were all in an enclosed area. No one was masked up. You know, there weren't masks to go get like there are now, that's for sure. And we were kind of socially distanced, but not really. No, so my point is it had to have been someone. Yes, it was always going to be somebody. It just happened to be him. Yeah. And knowing what we know now, that whole room would have been done differently. Well, for starters. Well, there wouldn't have been a room. There wouldn't have been a room. We would have had Zoom. Zoom? What is Zoom? We would have said a year ago. (laughs) Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I had no no idea. I've never been more familiar with an online video conferencing (laughs) software program ever. Yeah. Utah's having their spring ball that we already announced, and uh, we'll have Kyle on live Monday morning at 8 o'clock. And they had one of the more relaxed uh, media accessibility that I'm aware of in spring ball. Basically, any and all. You can come to. Yeah, the entire thing. Inside, outside. And they would let the public come, and you could line along the fence there to the east side of the practice field, the McCarthy practice fields. Uh, and then if it was bad weather, they'd go inside and they wouldn't let the public come for space reasons, but the media could still go in. So I, I can't say that I sat there or stood there and watched every single second of, of spring ball, but they had already had a couple of spring practices that I had gone to before I had gone to Vegas. Normally for me, I'm going to Vegas and then I'm going to a conference tournament or the NCAA tournament. So a good portion of March, I'm out of town anyway, so I'm not going to spring ball. And so when they have the first couple beforehand, I make sure I go because I'm not going to be able to go later on down the line. So I'd, I'd already been to a couple. I think, uh, I think BYU had had four or five, and Utah had, had two. Because Utah, what they normally do, they're starting it uh, later this year. Normally what they do, they start it earlier, then take a week off for spring uh, break, and then come back. I assume they already had their spring break. I mean, I think their spring break is now because they're not starting it until Monday. I don't know that, but I think their spring break is now, so they're waiting until after spring break and going for the month through uh, the third week of April. Uh, But they're not going to have any access. Nothing is going to be open, and they're just going to do the Zoom stuff in the mornings before practice. And we'll be the beneficiary of that to be able to have players and coaches on our air live. Uh, the only place you can get that is right here on our station. So good for us. Thank you. I was in heavy negotiations to have that, by the way. <laughs> Don't even think about 10 a.m. press conferences. Paul Kirk, you 2 know what to do. is unacceptable. <laughs> well, Paul Kirk is the uh, associate AD in charge of all that stuff. So let's just say that's one PK scratching the other PK's back. Ah, there you go. <laughs> he did make the comment because they did this last fall. Obviously, he made the yeah. comment with us that man, we should guys we should have planned this with you guys, considering you guys are the only outlet that's going to carry it live. Yeah, Paul's a good dude. I had a funny experience with Paul um, just a little while ago. Uh, you know, my wife broke her leg in the fall, and so she was literally out, didn't go to work or anything for like three months. And went through the recovery, and first time she went out and played nine holes was a few weeks ago. So I took a picture of it and said, oh, look at this, man. She's back playing nine holes. Well, I meant to send it to my sister, who's 
First name is Patty. Yes, my, my parents weren't creative with the names. <laughs> well, in the alphabet and my phone, Patty and Paul are right next to each other. So I send Paul this picture. He's like, of her. thanks, but what and am I going to do back, that? <laughs> he sends back, wow, that's great. <laughs> you know how nice of a guy he is. <laughs> that's totally what he would do. You're right. He'd be so supportive. All right. Good. Glad to hear it. Thanks for telling me. It felt so stupid. And, and I sent him, uh, I said, oh, that's funny, man. I hit the wrong line below in my phone directory. I said, I meant to send that to my sister, uh, not to you. And then he says, well, I sort of was wondering why you sent it to me, but I thought you were excited. <laughs> and and, uh, he, and I, unbeknownst to me, I don't remember, but through all the crap, Oh, I know, because he had to call me because I I covered their first game, and sure enough, somebody texted tested positive. So the health department and I had to quarantine and blah blah blah. So he had called to check up, see what was going on, and and we had a conversation for about twenty minutes in uh, November December, I think it was. I can't remember now, but during the course of that conversation, I had told him of what was going on. So he remembered, but I didn't remember that I had told him about her situation with the broken leg. He's looking at his phone. Man, PK's really keeping me up to date. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, he's keeping up to date because he just texted him and said, hey, you guys are welcome. So thanks, Paul, for reaching out. By the way, he did want to clarify, Utah did not have spring break this year due to the COVID issues. They oh, they didn't have, have any spring break? No, they're not having okay. spring break this year. There you go. Well, okay, that makes sense. Well, thanks, PK. Uh, yeah, so I'll just call I, I, and I appreciate Paul for not thinking, oh, WTF, man. <laughs> Good for you, staff my phone. I'm busy here. But he was so nice about it, and I, and I, got a, and I chuckled. I, I had an embarrassing chuckle. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't anything that was uh, sensitive. It was actually good news. Uh, I was spreading good news, but I did mean to send it to my sister instead because, uh, you know, obviously it was a – it was not not a landmark event, but it was a it was a noteworthy event after having a broken leg and literally not being able to walk for three months. You should have seen her tool around in those carts at the grocery store, man. She almost ran me over like about five times. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose? <laughs> no, just trying to keep up. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's go. Move it along. Come on. Come on. That's where I'd get in my cardio. We'd go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> You you hiking across Target and Walmart. We're going to the Super yeah, Target. Put your running shoes on. She's in that machine, man, and she could book it. <laughs> and then she did. But then I, because I had to go because she couldn't stand up, and anything above face level, I had to, <laughs> I had to get. Top shelf PK. Yeah, yeah. So I I had to go to the grocery store all the time to pretty much do wherever she needed to go. I had to go with her, so. But everything's fine. Well, mostly it's almost it's almost 100% now, so it's good news. But Paul was, was very kind in, in sharing that enthusiasm and wondering why in the world was I uh, receiving this message from the other PK. Next, DJ and PK contemplating the Jazz' latest move. They had Ursin Silva. Now, they got a nine-man rotation. They got a tenth guy they're playing in spots who looks okay and they got the best record in the NBA. Why do you need to add somebody? What is Ursan Ilyasova going to bring to the Jazz? A lot of you have some ideas on that. We will get to that next. Stay with us.